Welcome to the She Speaks Truth podcast, speaking God's truth over you. All right, y'all, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Oh my gosh, another episode of the She Speaks Youth Podcast. Always incorrect. Speaking God's truth over you. How y'all doing? How are you doing? Um, I sincerely hope that you are keeping well. Um, (laughs) I can't even bother to say anymore during this crazy time. Like, I don't even know if it's crazy anymore (laughs) or what it is. But sincerely hope that you are keeping well. You know, I'm so grateful that I have had the opportunity to be able to speak God's truth over you, um, even in the midst of a pandemic. And I think I've mentioned this before, where like when, because um, my podcast came out, I think two weeks before the pandemic. Yes, and I remember questioning, I'm like, God, like. Oh my gosh how am I gonna be able to continue to produce and put out like are people gonna want to listen like I I'm so I don't know where I'm at with this I'm so confused and God was like this is what people need during this time and so I'm glad that I was able or I've been able to be a voice during this time a voice of healing um, a voice of reason <laughs> you know even with the podcast last week I know I hope that it blessed many and it, you know, was able to just pour into you and just help you to realize, hey, you're going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to make it out of this all right. So I pray that it was a blessing for you. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, you go listen to it. You got to go listen. You got to go listen. Anyways, today's podcast is going to be awesome. <laughs> gonna be awesome uh there's been a consistent theme of of something that has just been flowing out of my spirit um and of course i've you've heard me say this before i've come to the realization and and just understanding that whatever i go through whatever process i go through whatever uh stuff i go through um is always is always always undeniably to help somebody else and so um, you know, we're still on soul care. We're still talking about soul care. Um, and just something that is flowing out of my soul care. So first of all, there's this book. I should do a podcast on all of my top, my top 10 book recommendations. I should do that. Um, but there's this book that I'm currently reading called Soul Care. <laughs> Ironically, da, 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 da. and honestly, that book is amazing. It really is um, because it's helping me to even dig deeper, um, as I talk about soul care, um, and as I've now dubbed myself the soul care superhero, (laughs) yes, that is my name, I am gonna get a cape as well that says soul care superhero, (laughs) um, but yeah, like, as I dig deeper into soul care, uh, as I've, I think I've said this as well, is that this is not a, almost like a destination uh but it's a continuous it's a continuous journey um and it's not uh uh, it's not perfection but as as i said before it's a continuous journey and so for me um i'm still going through my process of soul care and so that's if i've never said that before i want that to be something that you guys know that 
I have not arrived. So I, as I journey through soul care, this is something that I am also, you know, giving to you. As I get a little something, I'm giving it to y'all as well. You know what I mean? Of course, some of the stuff before is some stuff that I've worked through. Um, but even as I journey through this, some stuff that I'm sharing with you that as I'm getting, I'm like, yes, Lord, as I get fresh download, as I get fresh revelation, I'm sharing it with you. Um, and one of these things for me is around the love of Christ, the love of Christ. Um, and so it's so interesting because like, <laughs> we all know that Jesus loves us, right? We all know that Jesus loves us. So one day I was sitting in my couch, I was actually doing devotion and I was reading the book, Soul Care. Let me tell you, let me just put it in here. Get the book, get the book. It is so good. I probably said this like two minutes ago, but I'm going to say it again. It is honestly such a good book. It really is. It, it, it's so wrecking and building at the same time. Like it's stretching. It's, it's a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend that you get the book. I might do a giveaway. What you say? I might do a giveaway. Y'all see how I rhymed a while ago? What you say, I might do a giveaway. Anyways, so I was sitting in devotion um, one morning, and I'm just there, I'm just talking to God, and I'm going through soul care. And one of the things about this book that it does, it like really, like, it's like a mirror, to be completely honest. It's like a mirror, of course, aligned with the word. Uh, it's a mirror and it really helps you to just sit and examine and to listen to what God is saying to you and, and even to your soul, right? Whew. And so I was sitting there and I'm, I'm just there talking to God and the chapter is talking about identity. It's talking about identity. How ironic that this podcast also started with identity because one of the biggest things as we move to a journey of healing is recognizing your identity and who you are in Christ. So we're moving through the chapter. I'm moving through the chapter in identity and I get to a certain point and I'm going to read to you guys exactly, exactly what I wrote down, exactly the, 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 the conversation between me and God, because one of the fundamental pillars of this podcast is truth, transparency, and vulnerability. Those are the, the three uh, fundamental um, pillars of this podcast. And as I said, this is a journey that I'm going through. And so I want to be able to be like, Hey, I'm still going through this. Come on the journey with me, right? Here's what I've learned on the journey. And so, as I said, I am writing it down. I'm telling you word for word what I wrote down. So I said, um, and this is me just listening, right? This is me just listening to the, to the Holy Spirit as he ministers to me. And as he speaks to me and I wrote down, it says, God says that I never healed or made peace with the men who rejected me. It still stains my soul. God says I see him as the man who broke up with me, uh, but he's like my husband who pursues me and loves me regardless. And then I put, Lord, I accept your reckless love. And so... There's more, but I want to give context to what I'm talking about. So I'm in this class with one of my mentors. I'm in this course called School of the Spirit. Um, and it's around the prophetic and uh, just learning about the prophetic and what that consists of and so forth. And honestly, 
<laughs> when you think prophetic, for those of us who grew up in like the apostolic church, or I, I should, yeah, most of the apostolic Pentecostal church, it's like, thus saith the Lord, he can't tell him, right? Like that's, that's what, <laughs> that's what we were used to. Um, thus saith the Lord and, you know, calling people out and, you know, maybe embarrassing people, shaming people or whatever. But honestly, I'm learning so much about this aspect of the prophetic and it's also deepening my relationship with God and it's also helping me to even have a more closer look on soul care and what that looks like and what that means even as I move in the prophetic. Another thing that the Lord showed me is that soul care is a prophetic move. I'm going to talk about that in another podcast, but soul care is a, is a prophetic move in the earth uh, because in order to see that revival, we have got to get the healing that we need. I'm going I'm to I'm leave that right there. And so as I continued my conversation, the Lord said, in order for me, which is Jessica, in order for you to walk in the prophetic gift of love, you must first see how much I love you. Jess, you have been functioning out of your love for me, but I need you to function out of my love for you. Preach, prophesy, lead, and serve from my love for you. It will be a different flow. When you're able to accept the fullness of my love, my God, hallelujah, I feel the Lord right here. It will heal relational dysfunctions. This is how the vertical love of the cross works. That is the completion and understanding of the cross. To understand God is to understand his love for you. I call you daughter, not servant. You function as a kingdom ambassador. Listen, okay, I was a mess after this. Like, I cried, guys. Like, I was, like, fully, fully crying. I was just, the tears were just streaming my husband came out at the perfect time and gave me a kiss on my forehead. And I remember when God said, you know, um, I, what did he say? He is like my husband who pursues me and loves me regardless. I was just like, oh, my God. And I started to listen. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And I was like, I accept your reckless love. It's like, there's no mountain you won't climb up. Like, seriously, there's nothing he won't do coming after me. There's no lies he won't tear down, walls he won't kick down. Like, it's just such a beautiful thing. And so, honestly, what I wanted to do today is to share with you just how much God loves you how much he loves you, like how much he cares for you. And I know for me, one of the hard things to, one of the hard things for me um, in understanding Christ's love is when they contextualize him like a father. And so he is a good, good father, but I've said this before, like for me, it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to grasp at times because I didn't have my father around, you know what I mean? And so I'm working through that. I'm working through viewing him in a different way you know what I mean understanding that he is a good father that he does love me that he does care for me I mean the scripture says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life and I know sometimes we skip over those scriptures because 
you know, it's not as, I don't know, it's not deep. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a scripture we've learned in, in, in Sunday school. It's one of the scriptures that almost everybody knows. But it's, it is so deep because it really shows us the depths of the Father's love. Like, how many of us, um, so... Princeton and I don't have children yet, but I've been praying that when we do start having children, I want a boy first. Like I want, I want to be a boy mom <laughs> first, and then have I want one boy and two girls. Um, but I want my boy first, and I could, I don't even have the child yet, and I don't even have that. You know, they talk about that motherly attachment to their children. I don't have that full attachment yet, and I could not imagine giving up my only son like if you're a parent and you're listening to this can you imagine giving up your only your only son like you know what i mean so that others could be saved the scripture says that he who knew no sin became sin the scripture also says that while we were yet sinners christ died for us how many people are you willing to die for you know what i'm saying when i think about that I think the only person right now in this on this planet that I'm willing to die for, um, my husband, um, my brother, and my mother. Like there's nobody else that I'm willing to die for. No oh and my niece. Oh God, my niece. My niece, my nieces, two. I have two of them. Um so once my goddaughter and once my niece, but I call them both my nieces. Those are people that I'm willing to be like, oh gosh, take hesitantly too. <laughs> hesitantly, like, yeah, 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 shoot me instead. And I'm like cringing, right? Um, but those are the people that I'm willing to like go to bat for in that in that context. You know what I mean? But like he said he he gave his only begotten son so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And like sometimes I think we have to reflect on that and like it's, it's powerful because we will say how much we love God. And that's something that blew my mind. It's like how much I would say I love God. Like, I'm like, yeah, God, like, I love you so much. And I legitimately do. Like, when I think about it even now, like, I get emotional. Like, that's how much I love him. Like, I really, 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 really love him. Like, I love him so much. Like, even now, like, I'm, I'm like, moved like i i have tears in my eyes of just how much i love god you know what i mean because he's just such a good father but it's something different guys the love isn't one way the love isn't one way and and so even that first line that i mentioned around um you know never being healed or making peace with the men who rejected me this was my posture where like i would love them or, you know, be, you know, you know how it is. We love man and whatever, whatever. And then they use me and da, 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 da. That's literally what Christ showed me that how I was treating him. It's like, you love me so much, Jessica. And I love you too. But I, I want you to know just how much I love you. Like, I love you. I have excess love for you. Like, I have overwhelming love for you like my love for you is pure my love for you is true my love for you is real ground yourself in that and so i'm learning to ground myself in that but i want to i want to i want to encourage you to also ground yourself in that there's nothing that christ wouldn't do like he loves you so 
so much. Like he loves you more than you can ever think or imagine much. His love for you is wider than any ocean, deeper than any sea. It is such a beautiful love. And I feel like sometimes in our churches, why, and I think this is particularly, um, I can t- contextualize it within this, within our Pentecostal apostolic churches, we don't really preach about the love of God. You know what I mean? We don't preach about the love of God. We don't preach love, unfortunately. We really don't preach love. We preach a lot of judgment. We preach a lot of stuff, which is fine because it's important to know that God is not just a God of love, but he's a God of judgment. But I think it's important to balance it out and know that God is also a God of love. Like he loves us, right? Everything he does is out of his love for us. Like even when you look at the children of Israel and just how much he pursued them and just how much he did for them. And it's so much like when you when you read through the Old Testament, and that's why when I hear people say, you know, we don't be, quote unquote believe in the Old Testament or the Old Testament is not um, contextualized for today. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. The God of the Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament. Like when you read the Old Testament, you see how much Christ or God rather, cause he wasn't Christ in the Old Testament, but he was God in the Old Testament, how much God really, really loved the children of Israel. Like he loved, like he pursued them. Like he killed people for them. <laughs> like you get what I'm saying? He killed people for them. He saw that they needed a ransom. He saw that they needed a savior. And so you see that being prophesied in all of the New Old Testament. And then you see it being manifested in the Old Test in the New Testament. Sorry. And so it's important to know that as much as God is a God of judgment and He He is the lion, but He is also the Lamb. Like He loves us. And so I think for myself, like I grew up seeing not only not having okay, let me wine come again so not only did i grow up um not having a clear understanding that of what a good father is but also i grew up seeing god as a taskmaster and so sometimes uh the way in which we um the way in which we were brought up is how we view God, right? Our situations, all these different things, that is what helps us. Because like, just as much as our situations and our traumas and different things like that help us to have a view of other people and ourselves, it also uh, filters how we see God, right? And so I saw God as a, ta- a ta- not a taskmaster, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, this hard God that's going to come down on you, this God that won't be pleased with you if you don't perform this God that won't do these, that, that won't be, won't be, won't delight in you because you're not quote unquote perfect. And honestly, all of those are lies of the enemy. And today I want to expose, I want to expose lies of the enemy and let you know, you do not have to be perfect for God to love you. You do not have to perform for God to love you. You do not have to be an overachiever for God to love you. Listen, you don't even have to be whole for God to love you. He loves you even in your brokenness. And because he loves you even in your brokenness, he wants his love to make you whole. It was love that made uh, the woman with the issue of blood whole. It was the love of God. 
You know how? Because when you contextualize that scripture, that woman was defying a lot of things. She had an issue, quote unquote, she was bleeding for 12 years. And so technically she was not supposed to be in crowd. She was not supposed to be touching anybody. She was supposed to be isolated and by herself. But she said, you know what? And we've heard this, you know, for those of us who are churched, um, we've heard this story before, but for those who are not churched, um, essentially what happened was this, this woman, uh, she was bleeding for 12 years. So guys, sorry if you're listening to this, but she had her period for 12 years. Um, and it, as a woman, you, you know how just ridiculous that is. Like, I won't even get into that. Um, but imagine having to go through that for 12 years. And so she, she was ill. Like she was very, very ill. She tried all the doctors, all different things and it didn't work. And of course, uh, from a social standard, she was an outcast. She was put down. She had to, you know, just be on the back burner and different things like that. But she said, you know what, if I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And so she pressed through crowds when she wasn't supposed to do it. She probably didn't even have strength because if you're bleeding for 12 years, you don't have strength. Like whether or not you're a woman or a man, if you're ferociously bleeding for 12 years, you don't have strength. Like you've lost strength because what blood is life, right? That's the thing that gives, that's a part of the thing that gives life. Like it's pumping your heart. It's moving in different parts of your body, right? And so she pushed Then you know, I'm going to touch him, right? Jesus, who you know, was known as a, like a rabbi during those times. So he had the, the I, I don't know if they're called tassels. I don't have the correct connotation for this, but essentially he had these things hanging from him. If you ever seen a Jewish person walking around, they had, uh, I think they're called tassels. I don't know what the correct name is. I'll go research it. Um, hanging from, and she touched, that's what she touched. You know what I mean? That's what she touched. But Jesus said, you know, I felt virtue leaving me and his disciples were like sir like there's so many people around here how can you say you felt someone touch you of course you felt someone touch you um because there's so many people around here but he said no there's something different virtue left my body and he turned around and he said oh daughter i think he said daughter your faith has made you whole listen it was love that made jesus turn around and stop and attend to this woman it was love. It was his love. Why? Because he wasn't supposed to do that. He wasn't supposed to be talking to her. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't supposed to be dealing with her. He was supposed to have no dealings with her. But the love of Christ reaches you in your lowest moments. The love of Christ surpasses your social status. The love of Christ surpasses your past. The love of Christ surpasses your issues and he sees you. He sees you in your original identity. Even when you look at, so again, if you haven't listened to previous podcasts, you gotta catch up. You gotta catch up on um, the Cracked Mug series. A lot of people really, really love that series where it's like, can Christ use you if you're broken? Yes, he can because he there's there's his love is what makes us whole his love brings us together even now i'm on this journey of christ's love that's just getting into the depths of my heart even now he just shared with me something that he wants me to share on next week's podcast and i'm excited to share that hello but um honestly when we when we get an understanding and and we accept the love of christ it does something inside of us. It is different. It is special. It is powerful because it reaches us in our lowest moments. Like it is such a beautiful thing. And so I want to challenge you to shift your mindset 
and to know that Jesus loves you. He loves you so, 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 so much. There's something I want to share with you. So when I was um, in class on Sunday um, for the School of the Spirit, uh, there's something that was so beautiful. Ironically, so guys, this is how this is how this is how God is so so amazing. So I um as I'm in the class, so the week before, you know, God is t- talking to me about His love, and then the next week, um, guess what we're talking about in class? Love. <laughs> um, and so one of the things that he asked us our our teacher asked us to to talk about so um let me see if i can find it here hold on guys cuz it just came to me okay here it is so he he asked us to say you know to have a conversation with god and to listen and so this is why i think it's so important that we have moments of stillness and solitude and silence right and so the question he asked is, God, how do you love me? And what do you love the most about me? Listen, we know for a fact that we didn't grow up asking God these kind of questions. For those of us who grew up in like really strict apostolic Pentecostal churches, this is not something that we're taught. We're not taught to, to, to see how the father delights in us. He loves us and he delights in us. This is not something we're taught. And so I'm there and I'm like, wow, this actually blew my mind. And so I'm sitting there and I'm listening. He gives us about, I think, two minutes to listen to what the father is saying to us. And my answer was, um, he said, Christ said that he loves me with excess love and something he loves about me is my heart. He loves my heart. And I'm just like, wow, like that is just so, so beautiful. And so I want to challenge you to, to ask God that question. Like, God, how, what's your love for me look like? Like, God, like, tell me, like, how much do you love me? And what's something you love the most about me? And so I think it's so so important that you have an understanding of the love of Christ and just how much he loves you, how much he cares. And, and, and even going back to the woman with the issue of blood, I think, and even just any kind of New Testament miracles, Christ just functioned out of an element of love that is just beyond me. But two things. So the first thing is he, his love allowed him to be moved with compassion you know what I'm saying? His love allowed him to be moved with compassion, compassion so that he can heal others. And so even when it wasn't something he should quote unquote be doing on the Sabbath day, he was like, nah, man, like I have to flow out of that love. And what does he say? Love covers a multitude of sin. And that's something else that was so powerful when I was in class, when he was just talking about the fact that love covers and it doesn't expose my God and our God. He came, he covered us. He loved on us. It's just such a beautiful revelation when you have an understanding of Christ's love. And one of the things, I don't know if I've talked about this, one of the foundations also of this podcast is to release us into the earth. This is an aspect of discipleship as well. This is a beautiful aspect of discipleship because when we become whole, I've talked about this, when we talked about Ezekiel 47 and how we will be the healing waters that flow. Listen, when we become whole, we can now love on other people. We can now pour into other people. We can now see other people through the love of Christ and we can disciple others. 
You get what I'm saying? So it's so important because we cannot tell somebody about something that we have not yet experienced. And so we have not yet experienced, many of us, if we're truthful, the true fullness of the love of God because we are yet to accept it. So how now can we tell somebody else, hey, accept the love of God, but we have not yet fully accepted it. You know what I'm saying? We have seen God as a taskmaster. We have seen him as if we disappoint him, whatever the case may be, this is what's going to happen. He's not going to love us anymore. And it's just not true. And I think why for me, that's the filter through which I saw God. That's how I was raised. I was raised with a very performance-based kind of mentality. Like, I would bring home a, <laughs> a B plus and my mom would be like, but where is the A? Like, I need you to bring home A's. Like, I was never really allowed to be. Like, I just, there was a pun there, but <laughs> I wasn't allowed to just, to just almost like exist. Like, I always had to be above my, we always had to be the most well-behaved children. We were raised like soldiers like if you ask my brother like we were raised like soldiers we really were like the way my mom raised and that's what she knew and you know it had its benefits and many of us that come probably come from caribbean backgrounds or even just black people period that's how we were raised we were raised to be very very militant you know to be strong uh we weren't raised to like tap into our emotions or to feel or any of those type of things and so it's so important that we are emotionally healthy and a part of it being emotionally healthy and a part of soul care is realizing that this love is not one way it is not one way. It is not our past relationships. It is not us trying to chase after someone's love and they don't love us back. It is 100% reciprocal. And I remember even last year, one day I was sitting uh, in a park somewhere. I was, you know, just meditating and talking to God. And I was like, God, teach me to love you the way you love me. And his response was just, that is impossible. And I'm just like, God, there's been a relentless pursuit after me. And I don't think, I think I'm just now tapping into it. Like, no, but like, Jesus loves me. Like, he really does love me. And he wants me to know just how much he loves me. And he doesn't want me to know how much he loves me by the material things he gives me or any of those things. But he just wants me to know that he just loves me period. Like there's no conditions to his love. There's no, if this, then when nothing, none of that. He loves me with a love that is unconditional. I don't have to do anything to earn his love. I don't have to say anything. And I, I, I was saying this, that like, man, like I don't have to do a podcast for Jesus to love me. I don't have to lead she speaks truth i don't have to lead 365 ministries i don't have to leave my lead my sister's keeper i don't have to do building together i don't have to sing on the choir i don't have to lead praise and worship i don't have to preach i don't have to prophesy i don't have to lay hands i don't have to do none of that stuff he loves me regardless oh how he 
loves me and even when i was listening to that song um there's no mountain he won't climb up why he won't tear down i got a, a different revelation of that song because for many of us there's so many mountains we've had to climb ourselves you know what i mean there's, for some of us there's so many walls that we have had up walls of hurt walls of, of abuse walls of, of rejection walls of abandonment abandonment but the song says that there is no wall he won't tear down coming after me my god there's he he wants to get to the healing of our souls he wants to heal us so badly and the way that we're going to get that healing is through his the acceptance of his love the another thing that just of course you know this is going to drive me there's no lie there's no lie there's no lie there's no lie he won't he won't i think it's he won't light up or or show or whatever that um coming after me listen the lies of the enemy is that you're not good enough the lies of the enemy is that you have to perform the lies of the enemies you have to achieve the lies of the enemy is that you have to do the lies of the enemy is that your trauma defines you the lies of the enemy is that you will never be all that god has called you to be those are all lies of the enemy whatever lies the enemy has told you they are not true that is not the truth of God the truth of God is that he loves you that is the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help me God that is the basis of it all he loves us so much listen when Jesus was on the cross he could have called 10,000 angels he did not have to die he could have left us but as I, the scripture I mentioned before it says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There are people that are not going to accept him. There are people that are not going to, to accept Christ as His as their savior, but he still loves them. And so that is the, the love that Christ wants us to function out of as believers. He wants us to function out of a love that is vertical. You know what I mean? A horizontal and vertical love. So as much as we love him, we have got to love others, but we cannot love other people if we don't know how to love ourselves so of course that starts with our identity of course that starts with with how we see ourselves of course that starts with us going through our healing process you get what i'm saying so it's so important that we have an understanding of the love of god dig into the scriptures i know for me that reading this book on soul care is exposing so many lies of the enemy so many lies so many lies and it's helping me to have a different understanding of the love of god so today i want you to know jesus loves you he loves you so much i want to challenge you to ask that question god like what's your love for me man and then ask him again what do you love the most about me? Like, I think I want to print that and write that out somewhere. Just like, he loves me with an excess love. Like, an overwhelming love. Like, and I'm yet, I'm still working through that, as I've said. Like, I'm still working through that. Um, But before we go, I just want to just say a prayer. I want to say a quick prayer. I want to say a prayer. Father, I love you so much. I love you so so much so much i love you 
with literally all of me. I love you with my whole heart. I really do. But God, I thank you for the revelation of your love for me. I thank you, God, that your love is reciprocal. I don't have to chase after your love. I don't have to earn your love. I don't have to buy your love. But your love for me is so beautiful, Lord. So God, I thank you for this journey that you have been taking me on to show me how much you love me. And Lord, I thank you that I'm able to bring others on the journey and we realize that this is not a journey of perfection. This is not a destination, but it is literally a journey, Lord. And so Father, I pray God for every listener today, Spirit of God, I pray, oh God, that you, oh God, will reveal your love to them in a special and a beautiful way, Lord. May they not allow, oh God, or may they work through rather fear and abandonment and rejection. These are the things sometimes, God, that filter our love and filter how we think you love us and how other people love us. These are the stains of our souls, Lord. And so, Father, right now, I just want to pray, Lord God, for that person, God, who has just been going through uh, this, this journey of just fear and abandonment, Lord, and rejection. God, yes, Lord, and they, they feel as though you have rejected them, oh God. I pray, Father, that they will know, God, that you will never leave us, ooh, God, and you will never forsake us, God, and that is a promise, God, and you are not a man that you should lie. You are not like man. You are not our fathers. You are not our mothers. You are not the people who have rejected us and abandoned us, but you are a good, good God. You're a good father, and so, Father, I speak to rejection and fear and abandonment, God, in those who feel rejected by you. Lord, I pray that even now there will be a renewal, Lord God Almighty, of, of just your mind, a renewal of, of, of whatever is happening, Father, and that you would reach down into the depths of their soul. Lord God, I, I pray, God, for the person who sees you through the filter of their abuse. And once again, they ask, where is my God? Where was my God when this was happening? But even now I hear the Lord saying that there are people who feel as though because they went through abuse, because they went through that that stuff in their life, that you see them through that filter. You see them as unloved or unlovable rather. You see them as uh, as broken you see them as used goods you see them as just not worthy god but i pray lord that that person will know god that you don't see them in that way you don't see them in the way because they've been abused you don't see them as unlovable you don't see them as untouchable just as you allowed to the, the woman of with the issue of blood to touch you lord even so <laughs> you touch us because you are touched with the feelings of our infirmities you are moved with compassion god and that you are a god of justice and so lord god you were not in any of those things that happened 
Lord God, you were not in the abuse. You were not in the molestation. You were not a part of that, Lord. And so, Father, I pray that that person will know, Spirit of God, that you have come to make them, make them whole, that your blood comes to make us whole. Your blood comes to make us brand new. And we have the opportunity to be brand new if we would just accept your love in our hearts, Lord. I pray, God, for, yes, Lord, for those people who have experienced uh, hurt by the hands of, of, of pastors and leaders, Lord. Father, who have a just a bad taste in their mouth for church and God and any of those things, I pray, God, that you would heal their brokenness. And I pray that they will know that you were not in any of that. Yes, Lord, I pray for that person who feels as though they've been embarrassed by the church, they've been exposed by the church, they've been shamed and ridiculed by the church, Lord. I pray, Spirit of God, that they will know that that is not your nature. That is not the God that they serve. That is not who you are. But who you are is a God that covers, a God that loves, a God that your love covers a multitude of sin. So it doesn't matter what we've been through or where we've been, that you cover us and you keep us, Lord. So, Father, I pray, I pray, I pray that that person, God, will accept your love. Yes, Lord. I pray for that person who feels as though you are just not answering their prayers. <laughs> they just feel like they've just been knocking on heaven's door. They've been calling out to you. They've been crying for you. They were just like, God, like, I feel like you're not answering my prayers, but I pray that that person will know that you love them enough not to give them what's not good for them or what's not right for them in this season, my God. I pray that that person will accept your love. I pray for that person who feels as though they have to perform to love for you to love them. So they are busy, busy with ministry it's like a it's like a, a a Martha kind of mentality. They're just busy encumbered with ministry and business and this and that. And they haven't taken the time to just sit with you and to just allow you to do some deep inner healing and work in their souls. I pray for that person, God, that they will be still and they will know that you are God. Uh, and that you you provide for us, you keep us, Lord, and that we are led by you and by no one else, Lord. I pray for that person today, Lord God Almighty. Yes, Lord, I pray that um, we will water your love for us. Yes, Lord, we will water your love for us uh, with your words and with your spirit, we will water it, Lord God. The seed has already been planted, Lord, but may we water it, Lord. May we water it by spending more time with you and listening to you and, 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 and knowing just how much you love us. Because if we would sit and listen, you would be able to tell us just how much you love us. If we would stop chasing after the things of the world, Lord God, and, and just be in pursuit of you, Lord God, and just sit with you and just talk with you, you would be able to speak to us in that stillness. So God, I pray, Lord God Almighty, that we will know that just like a plant, 
Lord God Almighty, needs to be watered. So does your love for us need to be watered and needs to be attended to. I know it sounds strange. It's like, shouldn't God water it? Yes, he does. But in order for him to water that seed, we have got to sit with him so that he can pour water in. Yes, Lord, I hear you, God. So that he can pour water on those wounds. Yes, Lord. So he could pour water on those wounds. He could pour water on those wounds. He could pour uh, uh, love. I want you to visualize God's love as water. And as he waters your heart, your heart is the plant. And the Lord is saying that he wants to water your heart with his love oh hallelujah he wants to water your heart with his love but you've got to be still i've recently become a pseudo plant mom i really love plants i love the feel i love the look i just love plants and guess what if i if i am watering the plant and the plant is not in a steady place the water is going to get all over the place and it's not going to get in the pot. And so the Lord is saying, I want to water your heart with my love. Daughter, I want to water your heart with my love. Son, I want to water your heart with my love. There's a scripture, I think it's in Galatians, it says that you are, not, you are no longer servants because you have been adopted. Hallelujah. So even David said, even when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. David was so prophetic. He didn't even know how prophetic he was. But know that you have been adopted. Know that you are a child of God. Know that he loves you so much. And he wants to water your heart with his love. I just pray that we will be in a place that the Father can um, just love us, just love on us. You know what I mean? Like, he just wants to love on us. And as I said before, this is something that I am also learning. I am going through this process. I am going through this process. So, Father, I just want to just end this prayer by saying, Lord, that we accept your love. We step into the fullness and the acceptance of your love, Lord. For those of us who went to post-secondary, I hear you, Lord. <clears throat> For those of us who went to post-secondary, Lord God Almighty, when we got that acceptance letter, Lord God Almighty, I hear the Lord saying, yes, Lord, that accept that love. You know what I mean? Like, here's your acceptance letter <laughs> into the next level of, 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 of who you are. It's once you've accepted my love and even now in the spirit, I just see many of us just opening that letter, that love letter. And I want to challenge you to dig through the word. I want to challenge you to dig through the word and to find scriptures on love. Lord, what does your word say about me? What does your word say? What does your love letter say to me about me? And about what you think about me. And I just see many of us just accepting that. And even 
I remember when I got into my master's and um, and I opened my acceptance letter. Um, I was jumping all over the place. Like, I was so excited. I actually couldn't believe it. One of the things about that is that when I applied to my master's program, um, only 2% of the people that apply get in. And I think around 750 people apply per year for that master's program. And so I couldn't believe that I got in. And I was jumping all over the place. It was crazy. Um, and so the father wants us to know that just how, when we get that acceptance letter into that program, or even that offer of employment, we are just so ecstatic. We are just so excited. We're just like, Oh my God, I can't believe I got accepted or Oh my God, I can't believe I, 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 I got that job. He wants you to be excited about his love because his love for you surpasses anything that you can ever think or imagine so accept it and accept that offer of 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 his love yes lord the lord is saying i'm offering you my love will you accept my love hallelujah thank you jesus will you accept my love and the final thing i will say is um even with that two percent of people getting in I think something that is so beautiful and so powerful about the love of God is that it's not just your race doesn't matter. Your religion doesn't matter. I know that's going to mess with some people's theology. Uh, your background doesn't matter. Your social status doesn't matter. Your your traumas don't matter. Uh, none of that matters. He doesn't just accept 2%, but he accepts 100%. And it's so powerful and just so beautiful that his love is so vast that he literally loves everyone. It's just, it's so it's such a beautiful phenomenon to, to understand. All right, guys, I, I pray this podcast was a blessing for you and it challenged you on how you think about the love of God and how you, how you understand that you're not the only one pursuing, but Christ pursues you and he loves you and he covers you and he's his love for you is far you can ever think or imagine all right y'all y'all already know i'm here to expose the lies of the enemy and to speak god's truth over you all right guys take care and have a good one and please for um share this podcast with somebody i feel like a lot of people need to know about this and leave a review i would love to know how this podcast blessed you Um, and how much it has spoken to you. All right. Take care, y'all. Bye.